You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Today I Found Out Daily Knowledge podcast. And in this episode, you're going to learn about the man who competed in the Olympics in swimming, despite having never been in an Olympic-sized swimming pool before the event. And in the bonus fact section, you're going to learn a little bit about what happened to this man and swimming in his country after this event. Let's get right into today's episode. Eric the Eel and the Spirit of the Olympics Eric Musumbani Malonga, later nicknamed Eric the Eel, was a man who, despite having never been in a pool until a few months before an Olympic Games, competed in those games as a swimmer. Musumbani is from Equatorial Guinea in Africa and only managed to get into the Olympics at all because of a wildcard drawing system put in place by the International Olympic Committee, designed to try and encourage developing countries to participate in various Olympic events. Thanks to this drawing, Equatorial Guinea decided to send a swim team to the 2000 Olympics in Sydney, Australia. They put an advertisement on the radio a few months before the Games to try to get people to come and try out for the country's new national swim team, which would be going to the Olympics. Those who wished to try out were to show up at the Hotel Eureka in Malabo, Equatorial Guinea. At the time, this hotel was the only place in the country that had a swimming pool, though it was only 12 metres long. Two people showed up. One woman, Paula Barilla Balopa, who was a grocery store cashier at the time, and one man, Eric Musambini. Because of the lack of competition, the only thing that the two had to do to get on the team was demonstrate that they could, in fact, swim. Previous to this, Musambini didn't know much about swimming, but contrary to what is often reported, he did know how to swim. Said Musambini, The first time I swam in the sea, I was 12 years old and was on vacation in my mother's village. My first time in a swimming pool was on May the 6th, 2000, at the Hotel Eureka Swimming Pool. They just told me to get my passport and a picture ready so they could send me to the Olympics. They said to me, keep on training. I asked them, with who? I don't have a trainer. They said, do what you can. Keep training because you are going to the Olympics. My preparation was very poor. I was training by myself in the river and the sea. My country did not have a competition swimming pool, and I was only training at the weekends for two hours at a time. I didn't have any experiences in crawl, breaststroke, or butterfly. I didn't know how to swim competitively. The Olympic Games was something unknown for me. I was just happy I was going to travel abroad and represent my country. It was new for me. It was very far from Africa. Just three months after hearing the advertisement and then getting selected to represent his country, Musambani was on his way to the Olympics. He took a somewhat roundabout flight to Libreville, Gabon, then to Paris, then to Hong Kong, and finally to Sydney, a trip that took nearly three days to complete. Along with accommodations, he had £50 of spending money while at the Games and an Equatorial Guinea flag for use in the opening ceremony. Once at the Games, he got his first glimpse of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. When I arrived, I just went to the swimming pool to see how it is. I was very surprised. I did not imagine that it would be so big. My training schedule there was with the American swimmers. I was going to the pool and watching them, how they trained and how they dived, because I didn't have any idea. I copied them. I had to know how to dive, how to move my legs, how to move my hands. I learned everything in Sydney. What makes Musambani's story even more compelling is that he would go on to win his heat in the 100-meter freestyle, albeit in a pretty unorthodox way. You see, at the time, he was to compete against just two other people in the qualifiers, Karim Bear from Niger and Farkhod Oripov from Tajikistan. 
Both of these two ended up getting disqualified for false starts, leaving just Musambani, who at the time thought he had been disqualified, before it was explained to him that his competitors were the ones out and that he'd be swimming the heat alone in front of 17,000 spectators. In order to qualify for the next round, he needed to beat 1 minute and 10 seconds. He didn't quite manage that. However, for someone with such limited training and technique, he actually didn't do too bad at the very beginning, even executing an okay dive and looking pretty fast for the first 10 or 15 seconds or so, then quickly faded. As he said, The first 50 meters were okay, but in the second 50 meters I got a bit worried and thought I wasn't going to make it. I felt that it was important to finish because I was representing my country. I remember that when I was swimming, I could hear the crowd, and that gave me strength to continue and complete the 100 meters, but I was already tired. It was my first time in an Olympic swimming pool. He finished with a time of 1 minute and 52.72 seconds, though 40.97 seconds at the halfway mark, with his total time about 43 seconds off the qualifying mark. This was, of course, a new Equatorial Guinea swimming record, but also, unfortunately, the slowest 100-meter freestyle swim pace in Olympic history. For his efforts, he was immediately a media darling, with friends and some other athletes loving his story. However, many felt his being allowed to participate was embarrassing as he had not a hope in the world of actually winning anything, and it was unfair to athletes in more privileged countries that could swim circles around Musambani but who weren't given a chance to compete because lesser swimmers from developing countries were being included. The International Olympic Committee's president, Jacques Rogge, was one of those, saying he would work to get rid of the wildcard system and stated, We want to avoid what happened in the swimming in Sydney. The public loved it, but I did not like it. Of course, the father of the modern Olympic Games, Baron Pierre de Coubertin, likely wouldn't have agreed with this negative sentiment at all, as he wanted all countries to compete in the Games. He also once criticized English rowing competitions for not including working-class athletes. He further developed the Olympic motto, Citius Altrius Fortius, Faster, Higher, Stronger, after a portion of a sermon given by Bishop Ethelbert Talbot, which de Coubertin was fond of quoting. The most important thing in the Olympic Games is not to win, but to take part, just as the most important thing in life is not the triumph, but the struggle. The essential thing is not to have conquered, but to have fought well. Certainly, Musambani exemplifies that sentiment. And now for today's bonus fact. Since 2002, Musambani has been the coach of the Equatorial Guinea swim team when he's not working his day job as an IT engineer. They actually have a real competitive team now, comprising 36 swimmers, so the Olympic wildcard system paid off in that respect. They also have an Olympic-sized swimming pool to practice in now. Bonus fact 2. Musambani got a lot better at competitive swimming. By 2004, he got his 100-meter freestyle time down to 57 seconds, which would have been good enough for him to qualify in the 2004 Olympics, but a visa mistake ended up costing him a trip to that year's Games. Some have speculated that the visa mishap was intentional in order to stop him from competing. The gist of it was that when he submitted his application, his passport photo was somehow lost by the Malabo officials processing it. Some highly placed government officials in his country had previously expressed anger at how he'd embarrassed their country in 2000 and were not enthusiastic about him going to the Athens Games. Whatever the case, due to the loss of the photo, his application was denied. Bonus Fact 3 Musambani recently started training again, along with his coaching, and he posted his best swim time in 2012 at the age of 34, having it down to 55 seconds in the 100-meter freestyle, just under 8 seconds off the current Olympic record. As such, he's decided to come out of semi-retirement from professional swimming to try out for the 2016 Games. 
I still have a dream. I want to show people that my times have improved, that we have swimming pools in my country now, and that I can now swim 100 meters. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out Daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode, or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.